everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy tools and analysis on the entirety of the internet. And guess what? Like, literally, all the rankings, all the projections, all the stuff is free. Go check them out. HashtagBasketball.com. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Tyler P. Watts. What's up, Tyler? Michael, how are you this fine day? I'm absolutely fantastic, Tyler, because I have just been uh, just swathed in in clothing of NBA basketball. Swaddled in clothes. Swaddled, I think, is the right word. Being swaddled in NBA basketball right now, like a young Jesus Christ. Interesting. <laughs> Didn't expect that reference. That's what they said. Like, uh, Jesus was a, swat, a swaddled baby, right? That's the thing. That's something people say. I, don't know, I went to church a long time ago. I think you've had a few drinks tonight. I've had more than a few drinks tonight, Tyler. Um, but... Uh, as one should, partake in It's of the Weekend. Uh, NBA basketball is in full swing. And already, I think it's been a very interesting, fun uh, first few days, Tyler. Like, uh, what have you been, how have you been enjoying the beginning of the season? Well, I feel like it's always fun, and there's always a ton of overreaction to any one game. And, you know, we saw some good things, some bad things, and some crazy things already. Yeah, and... I think even coming into the season, right, I think a lot of people have done a lot of good work into identifying the players that should be rostered in a standard league overall. Like, majority, 90-some percent of the the players who at the end of the season, standard league players, I think 90% of them will have been drafted during the beginning of the season, right? It's that 10% that we're looking for. It's that extra, those extra guys that maybe we weren't looking directly at or have come out of nowhere or have finally gotten the playing time. And right now we don't know if what we're seeing is real or not. But as we said in a, in a previous podcast, right now, one, don't panic. It's week one. If your players are playing like shit, oh well. Like, chances are if you drafted somebody in the top 75, they're going to revert to the mean. They'll be fine. But number two, right? You've got to go out to the waiver wires. Like, the last few guys on your bench should be expendable. You should have picked somebody up right now. And there's a lot. Actually, I think there's a lot of guys who were not drafted, who are drafted in basically under 50% of leagues, but uh, who are good enough to be on a team right now. And a lot of those pickups are happening. Yeah, as they should be. I mean, I think we've seen some guys that were drafted that shouldn't be on rosters, and we've seen some guys that weren't drafted that probably should. Yeah, so let's, I mean, that's. I think that's what we're going to do. It's It's only week one, right? We can't do our regular, like, hey, let's prep for the week. Let's talk about the waiver wires. We're going to be doing those regular shows as uh, into week two and beyond, right? But week one, right now is the time to hit the waiver wires very hard. And Tyler, I think that well, let's just go through some of the guys that you maybe you've picked up, I've picked up, or guys I've dropped and you've dropped. Um, and let's just go back and forth, and then maybe compare 
uh, those guys saying like, hey, if I have a plethora of guys on my waiver wires, which one of these guys is like kind of the one I really do think is uh, here to stay? All right, let's do it. Sounds good. So I I will immediately uh, admit that I picked up quite a bit of um, Jalen Duran from the the Detroit Pistons, and this is why. Right, I think Isaiah Stewart got drafted in quite a few leagues, but Jalen Duran probably did not. Right, and Jalen Duran. Ended up, and it was only one game, small sample size theater. Jalen Duran ended up playing through most of crunch time fourth quarter. He came in with two minutes in the third quarter. He left with two minutes in the, into the uh, left in the fourth quarter. He played for 12 straight minutes over Isaiah Stewart. Isaiah Stewart was not in foul trouble during this time. Both of them had, I would say, decent fantasy lines. But Jalen Duran in 21 minutes had 14 points, 10 rebounds, and three blocks. That is um, that is something to be desired. What is you know something that you want to put a caveat on, right? He was 0 for 4 from the line, while Isaiah Stewart um, shot 87 percent from the line with eight free throw attempts. So like that's that's much better. I like that much better. Um, I don't know. Who do you have going forward, Isaiah Stewart or, or Jalen Duran here? Well, I think we saw in game two, Stewart played 30 minutes, Duran played 23, I think. Um, I think they want to develop both guys. So I think both guys are going to get a good amount of opportunities now. Are they going to cannibalize each other? Yeah, sure, I think. Um, but Jalen Duran's a fine ad just because, I mean, like, look at tonight, even at 23 minutes, 8 points, 10 rebounds, steal. Like, there's some potential for him to be good even in limited minutes, especially if he's getting those defensive stats. Yeah, a be- another double-digit rebound night in 22 minutes. So it's it's good to see, one, they're coexisting, right? But it's also, like, they basically had the same line except for Isaiah Stewart got the extra block, the extra assist, right? And, and the extra three. And I think that's why Isaiah Stewart's a little bit more of an interesting, fantasy-relevant type of player because he could be a he could be a one 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 guy. Duran doesn't look like he's going to be able to hit threes and is absolutely a trash free throw shooter. But so is, Isaiah Stewart's not a good free throw shooter. He's all right, but he's not He's not like a great free throw shooter. Um, I'm keeping an eye on Jalen Duran for sure. Um, I think Jaden Ivey, right? Jaden Ivey should already be owned in every single league. Like, don't. He's on, he, if he's out there, he should be He should be on your roster. Yeah, Jaden Ivey's looked good so far. Um, and, I mean, he he's probably a top 100 player pretty easily this year. Even after yeah. some rookie struggles, um, which is good. Um, a lot of guys that I think maybe are getting more minutes than people expected, you know, uh, especially rookies, right? Matherin for the Pacers is one of them. Like, he's looked really good. He's about 20 minutes a game already, which is more than I think pretty much anyone expected, right? Talked about Ivy, talked about Durin. Like, a lot of these young guys are just getting big opportunities already, which is good to see. Yeah, I think that's kind of what we talked about in our preseason is that like this might we don't know what these rotations are going to look like, but uh, in in my bold predictions, right, I had uh, like I think eight rookies being standard league relevant, and we're on pace, right? Like there are just a, a lot of really young dudes uh, in the league. The league has probably never been more talented, and they're getting 
they're on these teams where they're going to get actual opportunities instead of just like hanging out playing like 15 minutes. I think Benedict Mathurin is to me the must pick up, the must own. I don't think anyone, and he was probably drafted in, in quite a few leagues, but if he wasn't drafted in your league, he better be on roster. I think I'm picking him up over almost everyone else that I, um, if I had a choice, right? Like if there's a bunch of guys sitting on the waiver wire, I'm probably picking him up over almost anybody. He's more owned than Robert Covington, more owned than Norm Powell. He's more owned than, I mean, a lot of these guys that are on the like transaction trends right now. And I don't know that I disagree with it. Like I think Norm Powell probably maybe has a better season, but Mathurin's are good, man. Yes. Mathurin is really, really good, and he's probably like he's probably just really hot right now. Right? He's shooting absolute insane percentages currently. That's gonna revert. Like he's not gonna shoot over fifty percent. I don't think not with the way he plays. But he's good enough to do what he's doing right now. Right? That means like occasionally he's going to continue to do what he does right now. I think he simply is just playing his way into. Um, minutes on this indiana pacers team he there's no denying the fact that he has to play right he's just too good well they're gonna make trades too like i i would be surprised if buddy Heald's on their roster at the end of this year yeah i wouldn't be surprised either and buddy Heald, like even uh like in tonight he only played 24 minutes for some unknown reason i were they i think were they just trying to lose this game tyler what what happened here do you have any idea I mean, they just, they got weird with it. I'm assuming they were on a run with the bench unit out there, and they just left the bench unit rock. That's a Rick Carlisle staple. Yeah, some uh, some person named Andrew Niebuhard, uh played 30, played the most minutes on this team tonight. I'm not sure that's a real person. Um, I'm not sure it is either, but he had 14, 3, and 3. I guess he wasn't playing that terrible. I don't know why you're not playing Buddy Hill or Tyrese Halliburton the most minutes tonight. Like that, what the what the fuck is going on here? Already some shenanigans here with the Pacers. I think um, little sus with this uh, rotation tonight. And I think you're right. Like I think Buddy Hill gets moved. I think they do make all the the moves that you think the Indiana Pacers are going to do, which means like Mathurin's going to have great like wide open um, playing time. Uh, if you have Chris Duarte and if you drafted him, I would say go ahead and just uh, just let him go. Yeah. Why is Kelly Olynyk only twenty six percent owned? I don't know, but he hasn't been. Um, I would say that impressive. And tonight, but he should be. Him he he had twenty one points, three rebounds, three assists, four steals, one block. Oh. Yeah, he had a nice night tonight. Yeah, he should he should be on most rosters. They have no. They have. I mean, like, they have Markin and Olenek, Walker Kessler. Like, they're the only big men they're playing. It's Kessler. Don't. There's no way to talk about Larry Markin as a center. He's not. Um, Nor will he become a center, right? It's it's Walker Kessler, and Walker Kessler in 17 minutes uh, had four blocks. Wait, but the story, like, the story nice. of Kessler is like he's just still, still a little like underdeveloped, like size and strength wise. Like he's he's a big guy, but he's not like you know he just doesn't have that NBA like looking body yet. And so I think Olenek is going to get a plenty of opportunity. I mean, they basically made that trade for him. Yeah, 
they wanted him on this team, right? And Olenek's got to get the, the playing time. Like, everybody who's kind of like excited about Kessler, you should be excited about Kessler. You shouldn't be rostering Kessler because he's not going to get a playing opportunity for a good portion of the beginning of this season. I'm with you there, and I think Olenek might be a top 100 player this year. Oh, yeah. I think we were both on Olenek early in the season, or preseason. And, like, the playing time's there for Olenek. Olenek's always been a very good fantasy-friendly player tonight. He had five three-pointers, which is like, yo, like, if you can get five three-pointers out of your center, that's that's really nice. That's that's fun. Uh, a, a center that you, uh, also hits threes that I'm dropping if I if I owned him. And I did have him in one league. It was a bigger league, actually, but it's it wasn't, like, a big enough league for me to be like, yeah, I'll just keep him around. Mo Bamba. Um, let's, you know, pour one out for Mo Bamba. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm done with Mo Bamba. Um, he had 15, um, minutes tonight. Bull Bull played 11 minutes tonight. They, the Orlando Magic have a starting five. It's, you know, it's Suggs, Wendell Carter, Hollow, Cole, and Franz. Like, that's, or sorry, and Terrence Ross. Like, Terrence Ross is your starting five, and then Cole's coming off the bench. They are not giving Mobama and Bobo much time, and those guys are splitting that 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 backup minutes. And then Chavo Kiki is still getting his you know backup minutes, right? Uh, unfortunately, it does seem like Jalen Suggs did um, go out with an injury during this game. And he already hurt his knee in the preseason, so like that could be uh, a significant thing. Yeah, I'm hoping it's not. I'm hoping it's uh, it's no big deal. But uh, I think Jalen Suggs, right? If he's available, I, I want I want to pick up I want to pick up Jalen Suggs. I'd rather have a Thurin, but I think Jalen Suggs is my is someone who should be rostered in the standard league. I'll disagree. If he's out for a while, then Cole Anthony could be interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if Jalen Suggs is not playing the next three weeks, two weeks, all right, drop him. Like, he's not that good. But if he is playing and starting and playing 30-plus minutes, I think he should be rostered. I'm with you on that. Yeah, that that does open up playing time for Cole Anthony. And Cole Anthony, we've seen him do it in the past. Paolo Banchero, how are you uh, guys uh, kicking ass and taking names out here, Tyler? Yeah, and I mean, he's putting up the defensive stats, which is what you really wanted to see. Like, I figured he'd score and rebound, but he's getting some defensive stats, and he got three blocks tonight. Like, he's been good. Yeah, he's been very good. Uh, Tyler, let's go Let's go look at some of the top pickups over there on Yahoo. And feel free to throw in any names that you would uh, like to like to talk about. Uh, the, one of the, the top two... There's one guy I like in the top two, and the one guy I think, like, all right, hold on a second. Uh, Cam Reddish and Troy Murphy are the top two pickups over the last uh, few days. And I like Troy Murphy. Like, we kind of... Or Trey Murphy, excuse me. Troy Murphy is uh, an old... I have had too many drinks tonight, Tyler. Uh, Troy Murphy is like an... He was an old, original, big man who can hit threes way back in the day. Um... But yeah, Trey Murphy, Trey Murphy on the Pelicans, right? Getting good minutes, getting great statistics in his uh, in his 
limited, like limited minutes. Like he's, I, I expected him to not get like twenty minutes a game. He got twenty minutes in the first game. He got twenty four minutes in the second. Excuse me, twenty four minutes in the first game. Twenty minutes in the second game. Um, he's in. He's coming in. He's scoring, hitting threes. I like him as kind of like if you're in a in a twelve team league at the end of your bench. I think that's. I think Murphy's a decent pickup. Yeah, right. He's been good, and I think the team has invested him playing a good twenty, you know, twenty two, twenty four minute night role, which. So far, he's been enough for to produce some fantasy value. Now, my over the moon, I mean, of course, I'd like to see a little bit more minutes, which just really aren't available when this team's healthy, but um, he's a fine last guy on your roster. He's a solid He's a solid last pick, uh, last guy pick up, playing good minutes. On the flip side of that, Cam Reddish, um, why are we trusting Cam Reddish? He had a, an incredible night one against Memphis. He had 22 points. He had five rebounds. He had three steals. He had a block. We know Cam Reddish. We're aware of Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish has been um, playing basketball for a handful of years, and we've not been impressed with Cam Reddish whatsoever. Why do we think suddenly Cam Reddish is worth picking up? Because a lot of people are are picking him up, and I I just think that's maybe... you You can use your waiver wire pickup elsewhere. Well, there's a lot of Knicks fans, right? And there's also just like this all good game. But when Quentin Grimes comes back, I'm not sure Reddish is even in the rotation. Exactly. And like but Grimes could be back soon. So soon, yeah. not soon. What does it matter? Like he's well, Cam Reddish is he played very inconsistent. Tonight and he no, it, had six points and four rebounds on three of eight shooting. Like he was terrible. It's not good. And that's that's real Cam Reddish, and you're going to see that revert, reverting to the mean from all these players, right? But like Cam Reddish, we know what his mean is. Trey Murphy can be a standard league player. Um, Cam Reddish has never been a standard league player, as far as I can remember. Never played enough. Yeah, exactly. And I don't think he's going to play enough. Uh, a couple of names that I don't think I was even remotely considering in my um, standard league relevancy. Royce O'Neal for the Brooklyn Nets has played uh, 34 and then tonight almost 40 minutes tonight on a Brooklyn team that does not look like they know why they're all playing together. If I guess like, you know what I mean? Like this Brooklyn team looks a little weird. A little. A lot of weird. How about that? Yeah, I don't. Uh, Royce O'Neal's, I mean, he's going to play, right? Steph Curry's still out, and he might be out for a little while. Uh, Joe Harris is ramping back up. He'll take some of Royce O'Neal's minutes, but, like, Royce O'Neal's going to play 30 minutes a game. You know, can he do anything fantasy relevant in those 30 minutes? I mean, he didn't last year. Yeah, that's exactly. He's having a, a decent start with like the blocks and the steals and the kind of ancillary minutes, or excuse me, the ancillary categories. But um, Royce O'Neal, over the long term, I, I I don't think it's a great hold. Right, this is definitely like a if you have him, this is like a sell high kind of situation. He's 29 years old. It's not like he's going to suddenly be, you know, something he's never been before. Right, he he's a guy. Who is like he's a solid he's a solid NBA player, right? But what kind of fantasy relevancy is he giving you? And the answer is he can give you a steal and a couple rebounds. 
but he's never been as productive as he is in these first two games. This is definitely a revert to the mean type of thing, especially with the history that we've seen from Royce O'Neal. So, like, I think anyone picking up Royce O'Neal, like, if he's having, like, if he's playing a lot of minutes and having a hot hand, that's fine. Expect to get nothing out of him here in a few weeks. Oh, for sure. Um, I think, like, I'm a little bit more optimistic about the other guy that I was not considering whatsoever, uh, Bruno Fernando. I'm a little bit more optimistic about that guy, but also I have the same vibe of he had a great first game, but it's one game, and Bruno Fernando doesn't make a lot of sense playing a lot of minutes on Houston. He didn't play a lot of minutes in the second game, so... You're probably right about that. So, you know, I like that people are taking flyers on uh, on dudes, but in the standard league, you should be taking flyers certainly on the guys like Mathurin. Uh, if Jay Nivey is out there, right? Like, obviously, you should take a, a flyer on, on Jay Nivey. Um, if he, I don't, he should be rostered in every single league, right? Um, these older guys who have had a couple or just one, maybe one or two really, really good games, if you're in a deeper league, yeah, but if the minutes are there, like with Rose O'Neill, pick those guys up. But with these younger guys, those are the ones I think you want to be focused on, um, the guys who are starting out strong. Sure, um, you'd like guys like O'Neill and, and Fernando, you, like, you want to stream them. Okay, you need a you need somebody on you know Friday night on Saturday night, and you you know those guys are playing. You stream them in. Like Mathurin's more of a keep because like that dude can play, and he's already getting more minutes than expected, and his minutes are only going to go up throughout the year, right? Like so, there's upside there. Like so, Neil, what's the upside? I mean, you just saw him play 31 minutes a game last year, an average seven points, almost five rebounds, two and a half assists, and a steal. Like that's nothing. Yeah, you're you're not suddenly gonna get like a, a fourteen, ten, and you know, two block season. Like it's just it's just not gonna happen. So I like that people are getting excited. I like that people are picking people up. But like we told you, hit the waiver wire is hard. Uh, you might be hitting them a little too hard uh, because those guys leading the transaction trends are um, a little a little suspect. Tyler, who are some of the guys you've been picking up in your leagues? Um, well, I mean, my leagues, obviously, Mathurin would, would be top of the list. Darren, you mentioned, right? Like, those are those are big names. Um, in, like, deeper leagues, I mean, there have been some guys getting picked up that I'm not so sure. Like, Hartenstein had a good first game, um, and that would be yes. an interesting guy to pick up. But, like, again, he's splitting the minutes with Mitchell Robinson, and we kind of saw that come back to earth today. Um, so there's that. Um, all I think these there's going to be plenty of... Mitch Robinson got too many fouls. Harlstein has to take the rest of the game. There'll be plenty of that this year. Right. All these Clippers guys are, like, interesting, but they're all cannibalizing each other. Mm-hmm. So that, like, makes picking up really any of them, like, difficult in my own brain, right? Um, yeah, I'm interested in Powell, but, like, because he's done it before, but, like, how many minutes is this guy going to play? I don't know. Well, and I think it's going to be another one of those. I think Zubac is the safest pick up there. Yeah, Zubac is available. I don't know what like if you're in a standing league, I don't think he should be available. But 
Well, and they don't have any other center, whereas all those other wings, like, they can play anybody on any given night, right? And it's just going to get weird, it's going to get wild, and you're never going to freaking know who's playing what minutes on what night. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, I'm just not super interested in, in any of those guys, really. Um, if you're in a deeper league, Dennis Smith Jr.'s been good. I mean, now it's all because LaMelo's out, but, like, mm-hmm. some other guy, like, I'd, I'd look at a deeper league and be like, all right, yeah. Um, to, to your point, Zubac is on 84% of leagues. Yeah. But really, the guy who would be, like, my top pickup would be Olenek, I think. Like, if you're talking about guys that are not very owned that should be, like, I think Kelly Olenek's the guy. Yeah. He's going to have a really nice season. Utah is trying to lose games, by the way. But Utah has a pretty decent roster for a team that's trying to, quote-unquote, tank. Um, and Olenek's going to get tons of playing time simply. There, there is no real center there, and Kessler's not ready. Um, Olenek is probably going... And Olenek can do, like, fantasy-friendly things, even in, like, 25, 26 minutes a game, right? Uh, another guy I think was overlooked a little bit, but he is rostered in 75% of leagues now, is Josh Hart. I, I don't think we talked a lot about Josh Hart, but I think Josh Hart is going to play plenty in Orlando... Or, excuse me, Orlando. In Portland. Um, and... I think you know, Josh Hart will have a very solid standard league season. Yeah, I think he's I think he's pretty easily a top one hundred player. Yeah, like, and that's someone I don't think a lot of people are talking. I I don't remember, I don't recall a lot of people talking about um, Josh Hart preseason. Oh, definitely not. Not not at all. Um, let's see, a couple other guys that I was, uh, pretty, I'd say I was pretty impressed with. Um, Io DeSumo, right? Uh, Io starting guard for the, the Bulls. We, I think we talked a little bit about, like, how he's going to get this opportunity right now with Lonzo Ball out. There is not another, quote-unquote, point guard on this team that they trust to run the offense like Alex Caruso is really good and it will play really good minutes but Alex Caruso like right he's going to get you the steals like that's that's really good I think I assume is going to be standard league relevant um throughout the tenure with uh Lonzo Ball not playing I'd agree with that I mean he played 31 minutes just tonight seven five two steal like it was a great line but if you're playing 30 minutes a game like Got to be looked at in standing league for sure. And the opportunity is completely there for him, right? Like it's 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 IO starting, playing more than thirty minutes, uh, even in nights where it's like Zach and Demar just going off, which will definitely happen. Um, IO is going to probably be playing enough minutes to get you at least a couple stats like a steal here uh some assists some rebounds some points that you're not going to be like oh i gotta i gotta drop this guy i gotta get rid of this guy uh, i don't think you're gonna feel that way about io for throughout the rest the first half of the season i'm with you there yeah um let's look let's see who's uh not rostered here let's see who's uh suspiciously not rostered uh, in under 50% of leagues. i got to go way down the list to find those guys. All right, we've arrived to the under 50% rostered dudes. Um, a hot name coming into the kind of like the late 
draft season was Terry Eason for the Rockets, right? A lot of people kind of like, oh, this guy can play. Preseason is really, really good. And I I said, hey, if with your one of your last picks, like, go pick up Terry Eason. Like, this guy could be pretty good. He looks talented. He looks like he's going to be um, kind of a, an interesting prospect on a team that could just kind of say, fuck it, let's play our interesting prospects, right? Doesn't seem like they're going to be playing Terry Eason more than 20 minutes for the foreseeable future, right? Even in that, like, less than 20 minutes, he's still getting, like, almost seven rebounds. Like, he got seven rebounds in both, in 15 minutes and then 19 minutes just tonight, right? That's nice. That's nice to see. But I don't really want to roster a guy who's playing under 20 minutes a game. Yeah, I mean, it's always dangerous, but again, like, we've seen guys like Noel, like, put up the value in under 20 minutes a game, so... I actually like Easton's game. I think he's probably going to play more as the season goes on, just because, like, what, what incentive does Houston have to win games? Like, not a lot. Um, the question is, you know, right, can he overtake Kenyon Martin Jr.? I don't know, maybe. But... I don't know, man. If he's getting seven rebounds at a block already in 20 minutes, like at some point, a rebuilding team, you think they're going to give him more than 20 minutes? Yes. I think, like, if you have the ability to sit around, like, if you're maybe in a roto league and you have the ability to kind of sit around, have this guy on your bench just chilling until the Rockets decide to, like, give him 30 minutes a game, uh, which I think will happen at some point in this season, then hold on to him. I think that's perfectly fine. If you are in a position where you need to drop someone and uh, Terry Eason's on your team, I would drop him and I would use him as a streaming spot. I don't think a lot of people are going to be picking him up if he ends up on your waiver wire in a standard league. No, I mean, just because his minutes are so down. You know who I'd rather stream and or have at the end of my bench who's playing less than 20 minutes a game? Andre Drummond. Yeah. Drummond has is, is been a good, you know, permanent guy for his whole career. He just was getting a ton of minutes beforehand, so we didn't really have to call him a good permanent guy. And then now, like, in Chicago, it doesn't really matter how many minutes he plays. Like, he can be good in 12 minutes a game. And he's going to come in, he's going to play with that bench squad, and he's going to be very, very aggressive in getting rebounds and getting putbacks. And that's what he's going to do every single night gonna get you uh, some rebounds uh, maybe a block and handful of points and then he's gonna go sit his ass on the bench because he gets a little too wild out out there but um having a backup center in chicago has been actually i'm a little bit more impressed with drummond than i thought i would be uh, I, I thought drummond was good for fantasy last year yeah fine for fantasy i'm talking about like in real life i was like Oh, man, that guy's not that good. And then it's like, oh, you know what? He plays a role. That's good. It's fine. He's done well at adapting to that, too. Absolutely. He's kind of taken his lumps and said, hey, this is the role I'm going to play. I'm going to kill it in this particular role. Someone who's not killing it in their particular role on the same exact team, Patrick Williams. Oh, my guy. Uh, Night one, I didn't see him on the floor even though he played 28 minutes, I don't remember recall seeing him playing basketball uh, against Washington. He played t- less minutes. Does not bode well for Patrick Williams, right? If you have him on your roster, uh, which only 28% of you do in Yahoo leagues, 
less of you can own Pat Will, I'll be honest. Like, go ahead and drop him. He had the worst plus minus on the team tonight, too. Minus 23 in 24 minutes. So, not great. Great. Not great. Sounds like he might have lost us the fucking game, uh, considering uh, we only lost by two fucking points. So, thanks for nothing. Olenek owned by only 26 percent of the leagues. Yeah, that, that number needs to go up, certainly. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, if we're talking low-owned guys, he's probably the best pickup out there. Absolutely. Uh, any any other guys that you've seen in your leagues? Maybe you've you've already dropped and or picked up Tyler. Um, let's let me think about this. Anybody I've seen drop that surprised me? Yeah, not, not really. But I I don't know. I guess maybe I don't really have one of those leagues where like people crazy overreact to nothing. That could be that could be possible. Um, Max. Strauss only rostered in twenty one percent of leagues. Would you take a flyer on him if you're just kind of like, oh, I'm get a little antsy, get a little antsy to pick somebody up? I mean, he played all right tonight, right? Like, I, he played fine. I, I mean, he had a great first night, and he had a you know not a not a great second night. Yeah, like just he, he's playing. Yeah, and and I guess that's like the Heat have a very good track record of developing finding and developing talent so i mean mm-hmm. I, i'm not excited about picking him up but in a deeper league like I, i'd be into it i think that's uh deeper leagues absolutely must own would you if you didn't have an ir would you drop jonathan isaac oh i dropped jonathan isaac in a second is that dude ever, is this dude ever gonna, play, play, ever gonna play again you tell me yeah i would love to fucking know when when is this dude gonna play basketball? Uh, a guy who has been dropped in some leagues that I've seen that was I was surprised he was getting drafted as high as he was toward the end of draft season was Bones Highland. Um, yes. Yeah, he does have eleven points and three assists at halftime. Um, one night two. That's not but bad. Jamal Murray's also not playing. Like, that's a guy I think he has some upside. It's a potential, but like I don't know why he was getting drafted as much as he was. Yeah, there be there all of a sudden be this like r- incredible hype around Bones in like I was not hearing about him in, until like the last two weeks of draft season, and all of a sudden I was like, yeah, Bones Highland, Bones Highland is going to be a breakout. I heard people talking about Bones Highland as like six million of the year. Uh, there was all sorts of shit like all uh, Bones hype. Like maybe he's just got a good agent, perhaps maybe getting his name out there in the ether. Right? Well, uh, shout out to his agent. Then, but um, I think people dude, like Jamal Murray's going to play. Yeah, to play thirty some minutes a game come January. Well, I think people heard like Murray wasn't playing back to backs too, and that kind of like increased the hype. But like if you look at it, he's sitting out tonight against the Warriors, and Bones Highland's still coming off the bench and like played ten minutes in the first half. But, like that doesn't bode well. Like Bones is just isn't gonna have a ton of playing time now. Could he be good in the limited playing time like some of these other guys? Maybe. I, mean, I don't think we know enough about him to know. No, I, I don't think there's enough sample size to really get a good feel for it. But I, I'm dropping Bones Highland, like I, in in a standard league. I'm just gonna say, you know what? There are better players out there on the waiver wire um, that I'd rather take a shot on than see if Bones um, figures it out while he's always going to be the second fiddle behind Jamal Murray. Well, yeah, and he was just super inefficient last year, right? And 
can we if you look at per 36 like the numbers are fine but they're not like anything that jumps off the page yeah like, it, he's it when he's a starting point guard like those are point guard stats they're good stats i want good point guard stats but like that's not the role he's playing he's not playing starter silent he's playing backup point silent for sure if Kevin Herter was available on your waiver wire, would you be picking him up? How many times can this guy trick me? <laughs> a couple more. A couple more times, I think. I mean, he had 23 points on 67% shooting in the first game. Like, okay. I think we know what Kevin Herter is at this point. Yeah. Unfortunately, I do think we know that Kevin Herter is fine. He's a decent NBA basketball player, and as a fantasy basketball player, nah, not so much. Who would you rather pick up? I'm going to throw it out there. Zubach or Nick Braxton? Oof, that's a fun one. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, both guys are in, in similar situations in the sense that like their teams don't have another big guy, right? So both should have some pretty consistent playing time, which you like, um, for sure. Now the question is, like, which guy in that relative 25 minutes, like, can get you what you need? Um, man, that's good. That's good. I think I'd rather have Zubac. Zubac rest of the season? Yeah. Zubac right now? I think Zubac for the rest of the season. Okay. I don't think I can argue with that because the Clippers are going to be really, really good. And in order to be really, really good, Zubac has to be the guy at center who plays regular, like, 30-some minutes a game, in and out. Nick Claxton does not have to be that guy in Brooklyn. We've already seen Nick Claxton playing a role where he kind of comes in, he comes out, he plays when it mat- when the matchups make sense. He doesn't play because Katie's out there and they got Simmons and blah, 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 right? There's no, there's none of that discussion of, like, when should Claxton play um, when you talk about Zubac? Like, Zubac is going to be the center for the Clippers for the foreseeable future, period. I don't think they're going to play a lot of small ball unless, you know, like, occasionally, right? But, like... Nets have a very different conversation, and Zubac's minutes are probably a lot safer. Well, actually, the Clippers are going to play a ton of small ball because they're going to be forced to whenever Zubac isn't on the floor, right? So, um... Well, when he's not on the floor, I, I think he's going to be on the floor, like, 30-some minutes again. Yeah, save for the nights he gets in foul trouble or it's just a bad matchup for him. Like, there's certain matchups where he just doesn't play well. Yes. Um, and then they're just going to embrace small ball. And I think in the playoffs, like, we could see Zu drop out of the Tration in some, some games because... That's what they wanted was this, like, you know, switch everything ability, and they have it. So, um, but for fantasy, for the regular season, like, yeah, Zubac is going to get 27 minutes a night, probably, on average, right? And that's going to include some games where he plays, like, 10 because he got in foul trouble. I do think if, like, you know, like, just talking about the Nets, like, if the Nets or the, like, the, the Pelicans go kind of small ball-esque and they're just kind of like Zion's running Zubac off the court, right? Then Zubac disappears. And that's going to be a bad game. You might want to like not 
deal with those matchups. But like Nick Claxton's every single game is kind of like, is he really going to play more than 23, 24 minutes a game? I I, I do think Zubac is going to play a bigger role on this Clippers team. Oh, for sure. Uh, when when it when it, when it matters, like like during the regular season during the fantasy season yeah come playoff time right i think too much ends up being sitting on the bench but uh i i think this season 28 29 30 minutes a game uh i, I think it's gonna be over 30. maybe i'm a little too optimistic but i think it's gonna be over 30. yeah i'm just talking about like guys that would drop that you know if i was in a league with no ir like i would be dropping guys like lonzo ball guys like with these and Jonathan Isaac, we talked about, right? Like, these injuries were like, there's no certainty whatsoever when they're going to be back. Like, I just don't see, I don't see holding on to Lonzo Ball all year. I'm waiting. Like, Not if you don't have, if you don't have an IR, yeah, what? You got to win now. Like, it's kind of one of those things where, like, do you want to, like, if your team's, like, stacked as fuck and you're, like, just winning outright this week, next week, the next week after that. Yeah, maybe hold on to Lonzo Ball, man. Like maybe wait until you're just boosting your team even higher, right? But if you're struggling, if you're fifty percent or less, like you're, you're you're not on the path to making the playoffs, you can't hold on to Lonzo Ball. You can maybe try to trade him, but I don't think you're getting a shit for him. Yeah, and that's what I mean. Like, just cut him, just get rid of him. Like, no, no idea when he's coming back. Um, even a guy like Miles Turner, like Miles Turner, is somebody I'd be trying to trade if I was in a league where there was no IR. Just, just trade him. Get what you can get. Get rid of him. Pacers clearly don't want to play him. True. You know what I mean? The facts. And so, um, there's a lot of guys, right? Like that. It's just like you might just want to try to get rid of them now, however you can. Yeah, like I would say. We told you not to panic. We told you not to make any drastic moves. We told you not to do anything crazy in the first couple of weeks. But, like, those fringe guys or those guys who you kind of are like, yeah, this isn't going to work out. Or I need to do something because the long-term aspect of this guy, I'm already feeling it going sour. Go ahead and get rid of them now, like, before they lose most of their value. Well, and TJ um, I think that's one, the best thing you can do. Right? Like... When's T.J. Warren going to play again? Yeah, we thought T.J. Warren, hey, this could be a nice little bounce back year for T.J. Warren. Doesn't seem like they give a shit. He just can't be, he just can't get healthy. And so I don't see holding a guy, like, sure, he has some upside, but, like, just picking him up off the waiver wire. No one has any idea when he's coming back. And if someone else wants to hold him for that long, let him. Great. Fantastic. You'll probably play them in a head-to-head matchup, and then you'll be like, great, one of your players is fucking worthless because he's not playing. And so, you know, um, there are only, like, guys like LaMelo, obviously, you want to keep owned. But, like, uh, other than that, if there's no IR, look to get rid of some of these guys. Middleton. Yeah, Middleton. Keep them. All those guys. Triple J, keep them. Yeah, Keegan Murray, who's coming back in, like, a second. Yes. Exactly. Uh, I got one more. Who would you rather pick up? Uh, Jaden McDaniels or Aldema on the Memphis Grizzlies? Whew, good question. Um, Is it Aldama or Aldama? Aldama. That sounds better. What do what? Uh, can you describe to me what my team needs? Maybe. 
I think that yes, that absolutely. Might yes. Okay. So you are um, you went at the end of the turn. You went guard guard. You are very guard heavy. Your best center is like Christian Wood. Like you didn't even get Jonas. Like your, your best is like Christian Wood. Or someone who's not like a, a full-on traditional center, or like a middling kind of like I hope uh, Isaiah Stewart does well. Like those are your best true bigs. So you have like maybe like uh, like a Brandon Ingram who's like a good forward with like rebounds and stuff. But you you kind of want more rebounds. You kind of want more blocks, and you're looking for another kind of like big stat type of guy. But I need it for the whole season. If I need it for the whole season, I'm gonna go for that's pretty. Good. That's pretty specific. I, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna go for McDaniel's if I need it for the whole year. If I just need something right now, whole year. Like if I just need a boost in the moment, I I might go for Aldama because I think he's gonna be a little bit better. But then once Jaron Jackson comes back, like how much is Aldama gonna play? Like 15 minutes a game once Jackson gets healthy. So exactly. Uh, so if it's a whole year situation, I'm going for McDaniel's. If it's for the next two weeks. You know, maybe this is my last roster spot, and I just need someone for a couple weeks. I think I'll go for Aldama. I think that's a good. I think that's a good call because I think Aldama's going to get a lot of minutes there in Memphis for now, right? And um, he is a little bit of a more big centric type of player. But like Jaden McDaniel's is is going to just be starter. Minnesota for the foreseeable future. Yeah, and we talked about that that Timberwolves bench. Like, I don't, I don't like their bench at all. It's not good. Kyle Anderson's the only good guy on their bench, so they're playing their starters yeah. an infinite amount of minutes. Is in fact uh, bad. Is bad. It's not good. Kyle Anderson actually got hurt tonight. It was just back spasms, but. <laughs> He only played one minute. Yeah. Sucks. Um, in deeper leagues, Tyler, I know you're in a couple deeper leagues. I'm in a couple deeper leagues, right? Um, I'm I'm actually dropping Thomas Bryant. I'm out. Like, I, I'm not waiting three or four weeks. Like, not like if you're in a real deep league, I'm going to keep him around in my IR. But, like, I would, I would rather, like, get a handful of blocks from Daniel Gafford. I'd rather take a chance on Josh uh, Primo becoming, like, the main point guard in uh, in San Antonio in the long run, right? I'd rather, like, just hope Lonnie Walker is having, like, a renaissance in L.A. Those are the things I'd rather do than, like, kind of keep around a middling um, center like Thomas Bryant, who is hurt already. Yeah, like any Lakers center not named Anthony Davis, like shouldn't be rostered. I've seen people like are rostering Damian Jones too, and it's like, why he played not at all in the first game and seven minutes in the second game. Like, um, we talk about Lakers, like, what Lakers players do you really want? I mean, like, obviously, you want LeBron AD, Westbrook, okay, but like, he looks so unmotivated to like, do I that? Do I want actually? Do I want Russell Westbrook? I actually want, like, Pat Bev if I need some steals and, like, defensive stats for my guard. Especially in a deeper league. Like, Pat would, Bev's fine. Lonnie Walker had a good game. I would much rather have Pat Bev. I would probably have Lonnie Walker at this point. Dude, Westbrook had the coveted 2-3-4-5. He had, like, two points. What was it? Two points, three. 
uh, rebounds, four assists, and five steals. Yeah, over eleven. Nothing's ever been done. Probably not. Um, yeah, he, like I, I don't know. I don't know what the Lakers are gonna do, but like obviously they're they're always a big talking point in, in any any show. Uh, it was just yeah. I don't know. They're just a weird team to watch right now. I watch both their games. They just they're strange. They're bad. They're not good. They don't look good. They're like. No, I, I can't even tell if LeBron's checked in. Like, he's playing, like, you know, hardcore vintage LeBron. Like, he's just doing what LeBron does, which is, like, 25 and 7 and 8, right? Like, he's just going to keep doing what LeBron does because he is LeBron. But, like, the rest of that team is, like, might be one of the worst teams LeBron's ever been on outside of Anthony Davis. Oh, yeah, dude, 3 through 15, they're, they're the worst team in the league. Yeah, and so like I like I, I this was in my bold predictions, right? I think Westbrook stays, and they move LeBron and a- Anthony Davis, right? Like that's I that's a viable possibility. It might be in the Lakers' best interest to go get a top pick in the next draft. Well, see, they owe... it might be in LeBron's interest the, the, to go somewhere. The problem else. there is they owe their pick to the Pelicans, so the Pelicans will get Wembyama. Yes. Ooh, that is unfortunate. So they, yeah, they got nothing to play for. Right. Um. It, they'd have to like move LeBron to the Pelicans to get their pick back and some other picks. <laughs> I think LeBron just wants to be in LA too, so I don't think LeBron's gonna like want to be traded, which is his choice. Right? Uh, I think LeBron is just vibing out the rest of his career. Which, like, hey, by the way, respect you've had an incredible career. Just vibing out the rest of his career, trying to get the uh, the scoring title uh, all time or whatever in you know, twenty two years of service or whatever. Like, cool, great, you know, like, go get your records, go do that. Um, and then I think he, I, I, he might call it a day here um, in a year or two. You know what my favorite part of that game, though, was? Was John Wall. John Wall looks good, man. Yes. John Wall does He's look a baller, good. man. But, yes, John Wall fucking slaps. He is very, very good. Um... Kyle Kuzma is another guy. Like I was like, hey, if you were stupid enough not to draft Kyle Kuzma, or nobody was, go pick that that dude up. What what did you not learn last year? Yeah, we were. Ta- I was Kuzma talking. Was also I mean, we good. were talking about Kyle Kuzma being underdrafted, right? And a couple of different uh, episodes. Absolutely. Like Kuzma's good, man. Yeah. Uh, and talked about that a couple times. It's actually crazy to me now, like looking back on that trade for Anthony Davis when like LeBron was like, yeah, get these guys out of here. They all suck. Like, look at those players yeah. now. Like, Brandon Ingram. Kuzma, does, does Russell, right. Ingram. <laughs> These guys aren't looking so bad nowadays. They were just young. They were inexperienced. They made like, yeah, would you rather have, like... Would you rather have Lonzo, Kuzma, uh, Ingram, and... Uh, not, I don't think D'Angelo was part of that, right? He, got, he left earlier, right? He was part of that KD trade. Lord. Um... Yeah, would you rather have those like younger role players with LeBron, some guys who can shoot and shit, or would you rather have AD? Yeah, I guess they got their bubble title, man. Like whatever, cool. S- sold your soul for one, I guess. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I think a lot of people would sell their soul for a NBA title. So, so they actually uh, traded right. uh, Russell for Kuzma. 2017. I didn't realize that. Oh, that's what happened. Yes. That was early. I thought Russell was earlier. Yeah. yeah. And then the Kuzma was part of the 
uh, Anthony Davis trade. I almost said LeBron trade, man. I'm, I'm losing it already. Um, you are certainly losing but it. But that trade actually um, turned out super weird because it became like a five-team trade because it happened in the offseason. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. And so... That was like a weird one. It was like really large. Oh, no, no, like, no. Kuzma right. wasn't part of that trade. Kuzma got traded with Caldwell Pope and Montrezl Harrell to the Wizards. This was the one where Dinwiddie went from Brooklyn to Washington. The Lakers got Westbrook. Kuzma was part of the Westbrook really? trade, yeah. Anthony Davis one was... Uh, right now. The Davis one was uh, Anzo Ball, Josh Hart, DeAndre Hunter, Brandon Ingram. And a pick that already became okay. Dyson Daniels. Yeah, that was like the young the young squad that all end up the Pelicans and then Lonzo left to the Bulls. Yeah, so would you rather have Ball, Hart, DeAndre Hunter, and Ingram? Yes. Or would you rather have yes. Anthony Davis? Like... like, that's like, LeBron surrounded by those dudes is like title contender. Yeah. Even right now, like even today. Well, and I bet he's regretting uh, giving up Kyle Kuzma to get Westbrook. Well, that was asinine. Everybody, literally, everybody was like, what the fuck in the world would you put Westbrook, the guy who can't shoot any threes? Like, one of, like, literally, embar- like, dude, Westbrook's an incredible, absolute, insane athlete, triple double, multiple seasons. Like, that's crazy. That's insane. Like, that's a Hall of Fame shit. And he can't shoot threes. And you're putting him with LeBron, who needs the ball in his hands, who needs people around him to pass to so they can shoot threes. Like, LeBron's not a good, like, LeBron's not that good of a three-point shooter. He's gotten, well, actually, a little bit better in his career, but... He was the best three-pointer shooter like, on their team last year, and he's the best one right now. He sucks. That's, that's not good. That's bad. He's not good at shooting threes uh, overall, like, a, as a league-wide. Um, so, um, ooh, we should watch that. So, apparently, uh, Dame's got 33 in the third. We should probably go watch that game. I do want to say, like... I'm, a couple guys that I'm, like, really impressed with is Johnny Collins and DeJounte Murray on the Atlanta Hawks right now. They're, like, absolutely killing it. Um, I'm, really imp- uh, I'm really impressed with them. What's been most impressive to me is how the first game they both had 10 assists, then tonight they had 13 or 9. Um, they're doing yes. a real good job of, like, mixing that up. And already, like, I expected that to take some time of, like, you know, the offense being a little stagnant. And they did both have a lot of turnovers tonight against the Magic, but, like, they both played well. I find that very interesting that they're kind of both playing their game well together. And someone, whoever made that trade, must have known, kind of know what they were doing. So, like, shout out to them. Um, I do think, like, you know, looking at that Utah game, we kind of said it before, who's going to lead this team in scoring? It's either going to be Larry Markkinen or Jordan Clarkston. Or Colin Sexton. I'm not giving up on Colin Sexton yet, but Jordan Clarkson should be owned in all the leagues. Um, every league. Pick him up. Pick that guy up. And like you said, with Suggs out for that Orlando game, Cole Anthony's probably the right pickup right now. Yeah, I think you know all those guys for, for Utah should be owned. Like Sexton should be owned. Clarkson should be owned. Conley should be owned. Markinen should be owned. Olenek should be owned. Like, they weirdly have more standard league players than a lot of teams yeah surprisingly <laughs> more than most actually that's insane i don't think i would have saw that coming 
that I don't know. We did, we did talk about them in our team previews. Uh, I think that's it. I mean, like week one's been exciting. Like, go pick guys up. Go pick some of these guys up. Go ahead and drop some of those shitty guys that we talked about. Um, if you have any other questions and you want to hit us up, uh, Tyler, where can people find you on Twitter? Find me on Twitter at Tyler P. Watts. You can find me at Watch the Boxes on Twitter. If you like the show, rate, review us. I hope you were able to join us for our twitch.tv slash watching the boxes roundtable last Wednesday where we walked through all the boxes for that real opening night. That was a lot of games. It was a little long one, but you can check that. Uh, the video is still up on Twitch, so if you want to go check that out, um, go ahead and follow us there. And if you want to support the show, if you like what you hear, you were like, hey, you know what, Mike and Tyler, they seem like really cool dudes. And maybe maybe they want a cup of coffee. Maybe they want to buy a PlayStation 5. Maybe they want to fly to Croatia. Um, you can uh, help support the show. Patreon.com slash watching the boxes. Tyler, I'm thinking about putting like a like a you know how like they have like if you get enough Patreons, like there's like a reward. But I'm gonna put up like if we get enough Patreons per month, like meet Tyler and Mike will go to Croatia and just like hang out and like be on a yacht and some shit. Some guy tried to arrange this last year, didn't he? He you said about sending me somewhere and he tried to arrange it. Yeah, what was that? I forgot what that was. Yeah, he was like trying to get everybody to get us somewhere, right? He like started a Kickstarter or something and was trying to get me somewhere. I don't remember specifically. Shout out to that guy. If he if he is still kicking around listening, you message me and remind me. Yeah, shout out to anybody who wants to get us on a yacht. Shout out to anybody who has a yacht who wants to like hit us up. We'll hang out on your yacht. Um, it's about to be winter up in here uh in the north america i'm in fucking chicago this is our last nice weekend of the year probably uh so if you want to put me in the mediterranean um sign me up my guy i uh, i'll i'll do it i'll hang out i'll swab the deck i'll uh, change i'll cook i'll change the sheets like it's a yacht why would i not do that oh uh, yeah the clippers are going without wall and Kawhi leonard tomorrow so if you're looking for some streamers you've just found them in the last two seconds of this podcast beautiful go get those streamers that's why you gotta listen to the end of the podcast y'all shout out to you for listening to the end of the podcast um and we'll see you on soon on sunday for week two preview and we'll get back into the swing of things with our previews our waiver wires and join us like i said on twitch for every wednesday we're gonna be doing that round table twitch.tv slash watching the boxes we'll see you next time take it easy stay safe enjoy your weekend